This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. This is a place where we expand our knowledge on what it takes to be successful in an ever-expanding world of content creation. Join me as I sit down with individuals sharing their success stories and tips that help them get over the hurdles they faced on their journey to creation success. All right, let's create. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. I will be your host, Patrick Conway, also known in other circles as Jaxus. And today we are going to be talking to one of my favorite Twitch performers. He has, been, he has more than like 6,000 followers on Twitch. This guy has a captivating energy and a natural comedic timing that has helped propel him to success in the world of live streaming. So please give up a warm welcome to Tunaversal. Thank you very much. Jaxus, thank you for having me on your show. And congratulations on getting all these shows launched. It's awesome. Uh, well, yeah, no kidding, right? I, I didn't know if I was ever going to get around to it. So I don't really beat around the bush a whole lot. I got to try to get right into the, you know, my questions. So I need to know what inspired you to become a cat, uh, content creator? Well, in my past creative career, I was actually a songwriter and I've always had a, a creative itch of some sort, whether it was video editing or, or, or song creation um but as far as like getting into live streaming it was just it was just a friend um of mine who was like who knew i was creative i was working on writing some 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 things for like a show i was trying to create an animated show i was trying to create and um he's like you should try game streaming you got the personality for it you you love being creative and you like gaming like you should give it a shot so then i started doing the research and looking into it and before I knew it, I'd purchased an Xbox and a Kinect for a camera, and I was streaming them. Wow. That, I mean, because I watch you now, and I have to say, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I, I love watching that. your shows. And then, like, I, one thing that really caught my attention is how you use your green screen. Mm -hmm. You use it very well. I mean, as you can see, I do green screen myself, for, mm -hmm. but it's usually it's just a backdrop. But I noticed you have a lot of overlays that make it to where you can use uh, – your oh my your green screen to do um overlays over your own skin you know mm -hmm. i forgot what they call that you know but it's like you, a filter yeah exactly a filter you put it on yourself you like you becoming mickey mouse mm -hmm. or putting a beard on and I, I you know that would be something i would think that people would love to know kind of how do you do that I think part of it is just understanding character creation. A lot of these characters are are individuals that we have created on stream. Mm -hmm. um, and then having Snapcam, which is what allows me to add those filters onto my camera, mm -hmm. um, it helped to bring those things to life. And it's, it's also my love for impressions and voice acting too. 
is something else that I'm very passionate about. So Snapcam just allowed me to accentuate, accentuate those things and to really bring those things to life. So Snapcam is a uh, an app or a program that you would mm-hmm. download on your PC? Exactly, or... yeah. Anybody can download it. Anybody can use it. You don't even need an account. You just need a camera and a computer that can run it. Basically, that's it. Wow, cool. Uh, nice to know. I might mm-hmm. incorporate that into my weirdness because <laughs> I got plenty of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I have to ask, what was the hardest hurdle getting started? Convincing my wife that it's something I wanted to do because streaming is an investment and ultimately not just of your time, but of your funds and your money as well. So that's why I started off literally was me and my Xbox and a Kinect. And like, that was it. Like I didn't have, I didn't have a computer to do overlays. I didn't have any of that. I just wanted to get started. So I had, I had to start somewhere. So she let me get an Xbox and eventually a Kinect camera and I had a light and that was it for the longest time for, for almost the first year of my streaming career. Wow. Wow. That's, and you've gone so far. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of people that don't make it where you are right now. I mean, 6,000 followers is quite a bit. And there's a lot of people been on for four years and have half that, if that. Yeah. I'm extremely blessed to have such a wonderful community and, and to have people that, don't owe me anything. They don't owe me their time. They don't owe me their money, but somehow these people keep showing up. So it just, it's a very humbling thing. And you realize like how grateful you are to have uh, a group of people that will come out and watch you play video games and yell on the internet for uh, four or five hours at a time, you know? So I would say that um, for you being a content creator, especially in live stream elements, uh, your community is one of the main things that holds you together is building a community, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and like I said, those people don't owe you anything, but continue to find ways to engage them and, and getting to know somebody as much as you can over the internet, which is, which is, uh, which, which can be challenging and has its hurdles as well. Um, but really like investing in people is what's going to help a streamer get started because without the people there to support you, you you're just somebody yelling on the internet or playing a game. And mm. when there's thousands and thousands of people playing games live on, on, on Twitch or on YouTube or Facebook, you know, why would somebody want to watch you? And I think it's important to, to find that for yourself and find out why would people want to watch me play so video I, games? I noticed your lighting. You have very good lighting. Like you can see right now, I've got a little light sheen. I've got so I got one of those little donut things, you know, the the yeah. circle light things, mm-hmm. and it gives me a decent light. But at the same time, I can see that yours is very natural looking. What do you use to keep your lighting? I do have a ring light that I use, probably similar to your, yours. I believe it's an eighteen inch ring light, uh, and then my camera is a DSLR camera that I have set up as a web camera to help keep that keep that uh, image looking crisp and um, keep it looking professional. Okay. And about how much do you think those run? It depends. Like, I think I got mine used and it's a, it's in the $500 range. I got it from YouTube, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there are other DSLR cameras. I just went with Sony because I knew it was one of the best for what I needed it to do. Okay. And uh, there's several other streamers that are, that I know that also use something, one of the, one of the Sony a series DSLR cameras and they function really well. Okay. I just was asking, cause I use like a simple Logitech, you know, and Mm -hmm. I, Obviously, it's good for me to start with. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what, yeah, yeah. Always start with whatever you can within your budget and within your range. It's very important. and that's I, what I try to let everybody know is like you know you don't have to break the bank to get started. No, you you can build your way there. It's like I you started, can start with an Xbox and a Connect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I started with a little round snowball microphone. Now I mm-hmm. bought a Sure Mic, 
which, you know, there's a couple hundred bucks, but yeah. I knew that that was going to be my first real investment towards um, clarity, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so w- what would you recommend for buying a, like microphones? What, what kind of microphone do you have there? Uh, so my microphone is a Rode pod mic. And I think for any broadcaster, you want to look at dynamic mics mm-hmm. um, instead of a condenser. So that's going to be a mic that does not, it doesn't require 48 volt phantom power, um, but it's going to, it's going to really accentuate some of those lower tones because you want to have that broadcast sound in my opinion, but also it is also about the way that you want to project yourself too. Like if you want to use a condenser and that's all you have, try it out. It's going to pick up a lot of room noise though. I think what's more important is understanding some of the more nuances of, of sound engineering and understanding like your EQ and your compression and, and mm. your gate and all that. And, and, that can make any mic if you have good good quality eq and compression you can make a lot of mics sound really really good i made my snowball sound pretty good just by utilizing a uh you know an equalizer overlay i was using mm-hmm. uh what was i using i don't even remember now because it's been a little while i have it right here i still have it on here but i don't really use it anymore it was actually two programs in one one's called peace mm-hmm. and okay. then yeah and it was like a equalizer thing that i put on there and it really deafened down the, the other one was uh exp soundboard for anybody i i've never actually told anybody that mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah that helped me out because that snowball was like really echoey and had a lot of static behind it when i first started with it and uh once i got through to this microphone i didn't need anything i just shut everything mm-hmm. off <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. i mean this thing's just perfect in that regard but i like that microphone that sounds really nice i like the way you're see i can do the same thing if i get real close to it it's called the proximity effect yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um so i would ask you what you do used for editing but you don't really need to do any editing because you're a live stream element so yeah i do some video editing like i'll make some skits for break scenes or I'll, i'll 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 whip up something for um for youtube occasionally and for the longest time, I just used iMovie on on a Mac. And if you sort of understand iMovie, you can really do a lot of things with it that maybe it's not supposed to do. But <laughs> and it may be a little bit longer workaround to do some things, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're trying to edit out like like um, like a like chroma key some stuff out for a background. Um, you, it can take a few more steps than another higher end software could do, but you can do a lot of stuff with iMovie. And now I use, I use, a, I use one of Corel's um, movie editing software or video editing software now. So I noticed that you, uh, you do a lot of like giveaways and you do a lot of games with the people. And obviously it's part of your content. Do you recommend that for like people beginning to go ahead and jump into that? Or is that something that they should kind of work their way into slowly? As far as like letting viewers play with them or in what regard? Well, it like I've heard some things about like giveaways are can oh. be kind of difficult to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe for a new streamer, maybe that's not the way to go right away and maybe work their way into that. Maybe not necessarily. I mean, ultimately, like you are going to a person is going to be the biggest asset you have. It's not mm-hmm. the game. It's not your technology. It's nothing else other than you. Like it's about selling yourself. That's the most important thing. So once you find the ways to sell yourself to your viewers and your audience and potential audience, then you can start working in other things. And yeah, giveaways can be fickle. Um, you know, you should always check for things like, is this a giveaway region locked? And make sure that you have that information. And 
be ready in case something goes out to go. I, I, I really pride myself in customer service and, and trying to uh, be, be a type of person who would compensate somebody if their giveaway item didn't work. So, you know, just be ready for that, but it can be a dicey place, but just be ready to have good customer service and good communication with the winners of these giveaways. And uh, do you have any advice for new Twitch users for say chat moderation and dealing with, uh, I I don't want to necessarily say trolls, but sometimes just people that are overly friendly or that can be, there's a lot of social elements that I think that, can be dangerous at times mm-hmm. um i did i was watching some of the TwitchCon, and they they had touched on this at one point there and how sometimes you gotta you know let people know that hey you're you're overstepping and things mm-hmm. like that how do you feel about that approach you know i think it's important to communicate boundaries at all times and what you feel comfortable with and what you feel like your viewers feel comfortable with um, and it's good to reiterate those things. There are, there are gentle ways to do that, but sometimes if it needs to be a timeout or a ban, you know, it's okay with that because it's, it's okay because it's your show, it's your content and you want to have as much control as you can over it. Of course you can't control everything, but, um, you know, if somebody's out of line or overstepping, it's okay to, to politely, uh, tell them, tell them that they're doing so. And then if you need to take further action, you can always do that. So basically at the end of the day, you're still going to treat it like you're a, you're a business in a sense. Exactly. You know, you and, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, you have to decide what you want to do as a streamer. That's what I always tell people mm-hmm. when they ask me, like, what's your, what's your advice about getting a live stream? I was like, we need to assess your goals. Like, what do you want to get out of it? Do you want to make this a side hustle? Do you want to do it to make friends? Do you want it to be a career? And then you just kind of like, you work out of those, that mindset and those goals that you have established for yourself. Okay, cool. Um, So I'm going to take a quick little mid break here and say thank you to all my listeners that are out there. Hello. hello, How are you guys doing? Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. And thank you to all my Patreon listeners for your support. I hope I get more of those one day. (laughs) If you are not yet and would like to, please follow, like, subscribe, and be sure to write a review for the show. Also, uh, send me an email with your comments and your questions at uh, ccreatorsguide at gmail.com and you can follow me on Twitter at ccreatorsguide. I hope I got that correctly because I have a tendency to try to add .com to things. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way I am. Uh, we'll be right back after this message and a short clip from today's talent. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm your host, Maverick Stone. It's me, Gingerino42. I'm Romer. Hey, this is Sassy Lady. And I'm Jaxus. And we 
We are the Fallout Roundtable. Join us as we explore various topics from the Fallout universe brought from multiple perspectives. We can be found on your favorite podcatchers from Spotify to iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FalloutRTB or our email FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. Thank you. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is Tuniversal here with me on the Content Creator's Guide. He's going to set us up with a little clip. Uh, you want to go ahead and let everybody know what the clip's kind of about? Sure. So one of the games that I play is titled Fallout 76, and it's it's a uh, open sandbox game with, uh, with the ability to be multiplayer as well. And what I did was I created an event called Nuke It and Afraid. There's an, there is a particular alcoholic beverage in Fallout 76 that if you drink it, you will black out and wind up some somewhere randomly. So what some other creators did is they came up with the idea that they should have races with it. So you drink a Nuka Shine, you race back to a certain point. I didn't create that, but I was doing a charity run with a friend of mine, Kenneth Bigu, who, who has the Chad Fallout 76 podcast. And he was doing a Nuka Shine run. I was like, I wish there was a way that the viewers could have influence over what was going on here. So I took that and made Nuka in Afraid. They strip, you strip down to your undies in the game and you race. The, one, of the, one of the things that makes it interactive, though, is people vote to see the runners randomly sponsored or punished. So in this clip, you're going to see uh, one of the runners has spun the wheel and has won. And, and then I have this colorful cast of characters that can spin the wheel that determines whether you get a sponsorship or a punishment in this particular race. And so with this clip that, that your viewers are going to see is um, Adult Mickey, one of the characters that uh, the community and myself have created is basically – the juxtaposition of this wholesome Mickey Mouse character that the whole world loves. Like what if he uh, had all these struggles with his marriage and all these other problems that adults uh, often face, both, both, uh, both good and bad, but uh, I decided to put him, uh, put him in this situation and uh, he spun the wheel for uh, this particular runner. Okay, folks, let's go ahead and watch the clip. Oh, you're good, dear. Whichever one is is working. I'm going to surprise you. Whatever one you think is the most spoopy. You know what, boss? Some people say that I'm the most spoopy. (laughs) Hi, Granny. Oh, Mickey. (laughs) I'll tell you what's spooky. I'll tell you what's spooky. These divorce papers. (laughs) That stuff's a bitch. I'll tell you what. (laughs) It's awful. It sounds awful. Hey, I heard you went to go see somebody that looks like me out in California. Is that true? <laughs> I did. I did. I had a lot of fun. Well, I hope that Mickey's having better luck in life than I am. <laughs> I tell you what, it ain't good down here at Buena Vista. A Buena Vista Hojo Mall. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me spin the wheel for you. Oh. Thank What's you, gonna Mickey. Be? Oh, you're welcome. It's nice to be. It's, it's nice to be needed, you know. <laughs> Because there's other places I'm not needed anymore. According to a court order, I'm not needed anymore. <laughs> All right, I got you a sponsorship. Better than my luck, I'll tell you that right now, Baltator. Well, thank you. I hope things go better for you, Mickey. Oh, you and me both. You and me both, Ma. <laughs> See you later. Bye, Mickey. All right, you wanted scary. I you asked. That. He's... He certainly has, he's got a little spice in there. He does. He's a little angry. All right, Ma, <laughs> you also get to use any weapon for the rest of this run. Anything but legacies are a go. Tricks for the All righty. 
You, you know, Tune, you should tell Mickey that um, that the reality is nowadays in this in this uh, in this economy and so on, the only the only people making bank are lawyers. That mm -hmm. is true. So what you're saying is, so what you're saying, Shreds, is I should be spending my downtime not collecting my royalties and living off of that in the hojo on Buena Vista, but I should actually go back and do something, get my law degree. I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, it's a, it's a litigious uh, environment right now. I don't even know what litigious means, but that's okay. <laughs> I have the, I was like, that's a big word. I had the vocabulary of a sophomore in high school. <laughs> I didn't even graduate. Did you know that? <laughs> stay in school, kids. Mickey keeps telling the kids to stay in school, but hell, I didn't even finish the, the 11th grade. <laughs> You're gonna take the your GED as well? No, that's not part of the deal. Made sure that was staying on my wall. <laughs> that's not going anywhere. But I'll tell you something right now, Shreds. Night school's a bitch. I'll tell you that right now. You tell that that really did not work with my schedule back in 01. Mm, it sure didn't. You know, it's like, oh, you gotta be here for the Magic Kingdom parade. Blah blah blah. Oh, now you gotta go to night school. Damn it. I don't want to oh, go to man. night school. I want to go home to my wife, who, who's a, who's a cold, cold rat. <laughs> She's a cold, cold rat. Giving me the cold shoulder. Saying, oh, hey, Mickey. Mickey, sleep on the couch. Pluto's taking your spot in the bed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That's, that's, that's rough. That's oh. Yeah, you're not long. Rough, rough. You're right. That is rough. That is <laughs> rough, rough. Oh man, that's what Pluto says. <laughs> oh my God, that is hilarious, man. Oh, uh, I don't know how to handle that. I, I, <laughs> uh, uh, it, I don't know if I need a big uh, advisory thing at the bottom or something. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, so, what went through your head? when coming up with your name i mean obviously your name is part of your show name of your show uh, what made you come up with tuniversal so my my gaming persona was tune and i got that from um gosh there was a game for the nintendo 3ds uh where i think it was like triforce heroes and uh you know there's there was um tune link who is who is one of the characters that you can be in other zelda games so I decided to call myself Tune Box initially. I was Tune Box, and that was my gaming persona. And I wanted I wanted the channel to be representative, not just of me, but of a group of people. So that's where I came in with the idea for the space theme and call it, and combining Universal with Tune, making Tuneversal, uh, just to be something more representative of a larger group of people other than just myself. Okay. Yeah. I well, I, I now it kind of makes sense when I see the little rocket ship stuff behind you when you're mm -hmm. having your conversations with your green screen. I, mm -hmm. I, I think you're a very creative person. I just thought Thank that you. was really cool to see. What is a question that new content creators fail to ask? And of course, your answer to that. A, a question that new content creators fail to ask. Um, I haven't really thought about that. 
usually people reserve those sorts of questions for off broadcast because there's kind of like an etiquette thing of like you know you don't really ask a streamer about streaming like while they're streaming yeah uh, yeah d- d- depend depending on depending on the situation i'm trying to think of a question that i wish i would have asked when i was just getting started i wish i would have asked what specific equipment I need to start getting my overlays and everything up so that I can do more and express myself and express my creativity more. I wish I would have asked those questions about like, well, what do I need? What do I need to get early on? What's going to help me to do this, this, and this? And um, I wish those were questions I would have asked earlier. And what are the answers to those questions? Uh, you can start off small. Like you just need, you need, you need, you know, whether you're streaming on a console or whether you're streaming on a PC, like, I feel like engaging overlays are, are very important and, and eye catching overlays and things that will set you apart from other people who are playing. Um, having unique overlays is, is important and having a decent, uh, computer to accomplish that is, is important. I think a PC is needed. I, I believe there are other things now out there. I don't know. I think it was something called Lightstream. I'm struggling to think of what it's called now, but there there are ways now for I believe for you to just like play on your console and have this particular site launch all your overlays that you have preset for yourself. Okay, all right. So basically, uh, like OBS Studios and, and the live stream elements, they're putting mm-hmm. the overlays into that. Mm-hmm. You know, which OBS is a free program. And yeah, I recommend uh, I recommend for anybody OBS Studio over um, Streamlabs OBS. I, uh, I'm with you on that one. I, to me, Streamlabs is overly complicated for no reason. It's it, it, it's it's complicated. It does offer some good integration between Streamlabs and and OBS, mm-hmm. but it's also very resource intensive, and you want to save those resources for other things. I believe so. I would recommend uh, Studio over Slobs any day. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, so got anything coming up? Well, when are you going to be on next and where can people find you? Where can they reach you at? So people can find me Monday through Friday on Twitch at Tuniversal, uh, starting at 9am Eastern. I usually stream for four to five hours each day, um, during that time slot and always welcome to new people coming by, whether you play the games that I play or not. Uh, we just want you there hanging out with us and having a good time. We don't just talk about the game. We talk about life. We talk about a lot of other things. We talk about our allergy medications or what sort of <laughs> lawn care we're using. You know, it's uh, our 80s music or 90s music, whatever it is, food. We need to talk about food a lot. So it's really just a talk show, really. And, and the game becomes this backdrop for me just to engage, interact with people. Excellent. And uh, what kind of games are you playing? So game-wise, I've been playing Fallout 76 a lot, still still my main game. I've also been um, integrating some Sea of Thieves in there, which is another another multiplayer game as well. It's one a of my of favorites fun. that you do. <laughs> it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, looking forward to Redfall and Starfield coming out next year from Bethesda. That is going to – I can't wait for that game. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that one's going to be an epic one. I got to figure out some way to integrate that to use it somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, this is kind of a toughie. I wish I would have asked it to be beforehand, but I have the ability to edit. So, um, what key takeaway would you like listeners to get from your time here? Uh, to, to to really assess your goals, like do a gut check and check your goals, and make sure that you really like what you do. I think if you don't love the craft you're not going to love streaming if it, but it's important to have, I think it's important to have good boundaries with your gaming, with your content creation and, and just having, having goals and then 
finding ways that are within your means to execute those goals. I think that's what I would want people to take away from this. Excellent. Excellent. All right, folks, uh, that's going to do it for me today. I hope you enjoyed your time on the show. Uh, Be sure to check out my guest's work and keep creating. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, Come join us on Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.